Hi, everyone. You're not going to want to miss this episode of AI Show where we're going to talk about Azure Translator. Hi, Krishna. Hi, Mohammed. Thank you for coming to our show. And um, please introduce yourself and tell us what you do at Microsoft. Uh, I'm Krishna. I'm Principal Program Manager at Microsoft. Um, I own the uh, Core Translator service. Great. Mohammed? Uh, Mohammed Al-Ghazali. I'm the uh, uh, feature PM for Custom Translator. And hopefully we'll get you excited about uh, our upcoming uh, portal. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And um, Krishna, can you tell us about what are the problems that you're solving uh, in the translation service? Oh, okay. Uh, first, let's uh, understand what's this translator service. The Microsoft translator service has been in the market since 2007. It means we have been in the market for 14 plus years. The same service which is used in Microsoft products, including Edge browser, Office apps, Bing, Swiftkey, is made available to everyone through Azure Cognitive Services. Uh, the service um, provides an interface to translate text into multiple languages as well as transliterate from one script to another. Likewise, we have an interface to translate whole documents, retaining the layout and structure of the documents as in the source. You could also translate batches of large documents into multiple languages. The service is enterprise ready with um, Azure Active Directory authentication and managed identity, which provides better control on deploying the service across the organization. Uh, let me highlight some of the unique problems we solve. Uh, number one, break the language barrier between people and culture. We are continuously adding languages and dialects to the service, which at the same time keeping uh, keep on improving the uh, translation accuracy of already supported languages. Now, a customer could translate either text or documents across any of the 100 plus languages, including the digitally low resourced and endangered languages supported by the translator service. This is great, 100 languages a lot. Yeah, that's a awesome answer. The, the key thing is uh, uh, by supporting the digitally low resourced and endangered languages, we are breaking uh, the language barrier. Um, not only that, um, it's important how we handle the customer data in a secure and compliant manner. Uh, translator service passed uh, several regulatory compliances, including GDPR, HIPAA, SOC, and HeTrust. This instills assurance on how securely the service handles customer data submitted for translation. The service doesn't persist any of the customer data or use it for quality improvements internally. Number three. Uh, we would let the customer decide where the translation request is processed by picking desired service endpoints and resource geography. For example, if a customer has users across the globe and want low latency, using global endpoint is desired as the request is processed by any of the nearby data centers. Same time, customers choosing endpoint of Europe geography will ensure the translation request is processed within the data centers in Europe. Customer data submitted for translation, as I mentioned earlier, is not persisted at all. 
these are the key uh, differentiators we have in terms of um, the problem solving. This is great. So if you have a conversation that you don't want to be sharing with uh, any company, you can still use it and we're not going to use it, which is really cool. Yep. And um, the other question I was going to ask you, you mentioned latency, and um, that also means that we, we can translate uh, synchronously, right? While we are talking, we can translate what, what we are talking about. It's oh, not no. back translation. The service has two type, right? So the one is the text translation, which is um, uh, near real-time uh, synchronous translation where you provide the text and it returns uh, immediately. And there is another uh, translation service, service, which is a document translation service where you translate large documents asynchronously in a batch mode. Great, thank you. And Mohammed, uh, can you tell us about uh, the challenges of creating the service? Uh, there are many challenges uh, to producing accurate and uh, fluent translation for a domain-specific domain terminology. Example, if you are building translation engine for automotive, uh, health and science, financial, legals, etc. Um, though we, uh, we build general domain uh, neural machine translation language models, which powers our products like uh, uh, Microsoft Edge, Bing Translate, Dynamic 365, Office 365, as well as many third-party products. Those are uh, trained on general data we harvest across all public domains. Then we put them through human evaluation to ensure high uh, translation quality at all times. But the challenges of a specific domain accuracy, fluency, and being able to adapt those general domain models to a particular customer need, um, that would actually require customization to achieve higher adherence to the domain-specific terminology and style required by customers. And uh, for that, the customization itself enables the translator service that uh, Krishna will, uh, will show how to use it to apply the domain-specific terms and phrases when the context calls for it and produce a fluent translation that respects the context-dependent uh, grammar of the target language. Um, do, this is kind of like the best way to do it. Of course, there is another way. Uh, a customer can build their own uh, in, in language uh, engine from scratch, uh, but that would be very costly and time consuming. I think, uh, just from my own experience, that uh, starting with a pre-trained uh, models like the one we provide is a the best choice to move faster at a good price point uh, across the board. Um, agreed. And uh, do I have to be an uh, AI specialist to be able to create my custom translations? Uh, that's a good question. Um, few customers do actually ask me that. No, you don't need to be an AI specialist or even a developer to build uh, custom translation systems for your own uh, domain specific. Our MT researchers and engineers do the heavy lifting on your behalf to enable you to come to our custom translator online portal so you can start customizing from the Microsoft pre-built models 
and adapt them to your need through a simple process, which I will demo shortly. And just in a nutshell, the process is basically you create a project, which is your language pair that you care about. As an example, I will be showing kind of like a German to English. That's a language pair. And then you upload your data, which is a previously translated in domain documents. And I will show the flavors of the different documents, especially our customer love uh, PDF files and uh, uh, docx files, as well as uh, translation memory if they have them. So we address many flavors to be able to basically kind of like uh, customize. And the, the second step is basically select the data you need and just train the model. Uh, to let our system uh, learn the preferred translation in context. So when you request translations, we can apply these terms and phrases when the context calls for it. Mm -hmm. And of course, before you make it publicly uh, available to your production, you would definitely need to test the model to ensure that it meets your uh, fluency, it meets the translation quality for the target language you need. And finally, you basically publish it and start consuming it in, run, in, in, in real time. Um, the, the, uh, um, the, the demo, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, how simple it is, uh, basically, that's what I'll be showing later on. Great. Can we see it? Absolutely. Oh. I was hoping you would ask that question. <laughs> yeah, let's see it in work. So before I, I before I start, I'd like to um, um, I'd like to uh, state some assumptions. And those assumptions are um, uh, I'm making an assumption that you have already created the translator uh, resource using the Azure portal. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have created your for first container, we call it workspace, which will host all your language engines as well as all the documentations that you are going to upload. And uh, we will provide lots of documentations and video, quick start video to make it super easy for you to actually go back to this video and, and, and learn. So let's uh, get on it Great. and show you where we start. So this is, again, it's in private preview right now. Uh, will be available in public preview uh, the first or the second week of December, just to get excited. You just basically log in and you use your uh, Microsoft account. In my case, I'll just use the uh, my, uh, my Microsoft uh, account. And if you've been there, as I mentioned, and you've already created at least one container or a workspace, we're going to take you into your default workspace. In my case, basically, I've already created that uh, just to accelerate uh, the, the, the process. And I've created a couple of projects. Creating a, couple, uh, creating a project is really simple. You just click on Create. You give it the name that you want. Okay, mm -hmm. and uh, select what is your source language. In my case, basically, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to pick English. And then select the target language. Again, I'm going to pick German. And uh, then what is the domain you, you want that to basically uh, uh, um, uh, group all the relevant language uh, translation uh, uh, systems into that. So mm -hmm. in my case, I'm actually going to pick just automotive and they say create a project. Once the project is created, you'll see it. And then you click on it. And then 
if there are any documents that for that language pair, which I do, because I built another one, it will be available to you in this new project that I've created. And uh, then you can start, you can add your own uh, documents. There are multiple uh, documents type. The training set, which is the major one to teach a translator your technology. And if you want to use your own test set, which we don't touch, we just basically, when your model is trained, they're ready to use, we basically use that. And the tuning set. We prefer that you let us pick that from the tuning and the testing from your training set. We take a small portion of that. And for this reason, we make a minimum requirement of 10,000 parallel sentences. And I will show that in the document uh, momentarily. Mm -hmm. And finally, if you don't have uh, any training material, you can actually build what we call it a dictionary only uh, 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 translation engine, which is super easy. You can literally have five lines of source on target and you can use our uh, pre-trained model and you bring those on top of it and you deploy and you're done. That's simple. So in my case, basically I'm gonna grab some training data and uh, this, there are different flavors. There are parallel documents. There is the uh, translation memory. A lot of our enterprise customers, they use that. And you can actually upload a zip file. The zip file is super nice feature. If you have hundreds and thousands of documents you want to upload, you just zip them and upload the zip file and we'll take care of the rest to start parsing those files and put them in your project for so that. Mohammed, so an example. Let me get this straight. Um, you, we don't have to do anything to our data, make it in specific format. All we do is upload the files. That is correct. We take That's care amazing. of it for you. The only part that we prefer that you do, though, again, we do a lot of the heavy liftings in your behalf. It is if you start with high quality parallel, uh, parallel data, uh, that will take you a long way to reduce the number of times you want to iterate to achieve the translation quality you desire. What That's do you mean by question. quality? Yes. Uh, what do you mean by it? What, what would qualify as quality data? Um, uh, we have a set of uh, uh, the uh, examples that we have documented on our website to explain what a good quality which is in a nutshell, if you have documents that have already been human translated, that will be high quality. Great. Okay. That if you sense. don't, no worries. We still can consume uh, web pages. Uh, if you download them as an HTML files, uh, like here, we can consume text files, HTM, of course, I mentioned PDF and you'll see those and uh, docx among uh, aligned data. I'm not going to worry about that for now, but you can bring your own documents and not have to worry about whether it's human uh, human translated or not, human created or not. We will do our best basically to do cleanup for you when you build your model. Great. Okay, so uh, uh, before I talk about parallel document because this kind of documents and the, the translation memory are the most commonly used uh, documents. Let me show you what a uh, uh, the, 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 the parallel document is all about. I mentioned PDF. So in the PDF, you have your uh, source or target. It doesn't matter. They can be interchangeably. Uh, in your, this one, the English uh, source, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's the target in German. 
So this is a, a, a PDF that I actually produced from a Word a document, a docx. Either one of those, you just kind of like upload and we'll take care of parsing the text, only the text. Uh, and we make sure that we align it to uh, between the source and the target. Okay. And, uh, so this is what a, uh, uh, a, a parallel document. Another flavor of a parallel document, of course, I mentioned the uh, the um, uh, the Word document. There is also the text, which is the simplest of all forms. Just a text document, one source, and one one target. So this is how it works. You go there, and you basically pick the one. In my case, I'm actually going to pick the uh, the PDF. And those two files actually the, uh, the docx and PDF are the same. Okay, and I'll pick the target, which is this one right here. And then simply I say upload. But since I already uploaded this just for the interest of time, uh, of course you have to give it a name, uh, whatever name you want. And just click upload. I'm not going to do that because I already uploaded this document, but it's really that simple and all your documents. And if you want to use your zip file, let me show you a zip file. Uh, you browse and you just go to a where you have your zip file. And this one right here, and this one actually looks like this. Mm -hmm. So this is the same file that I'm going to select and you can see all these docx files that I actually zipped in here instead of doing kind of like parallel document, which it takes time, a long time. You just zip it and just do a zip file and when you're and you're done. That's how simple. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, again, I'm not going to upload that because it's really simple. I, uh, again, I've already done that for you. So once you bring all your document and you're ready to actually train the model, uh, you just click on the train tab. The train tab has a lot of nice feature. You basically name the model you want. Um, AI show. And I always like to use kind of like, I, I'm taking it from English to German and you can name it anything you want. And if you uh, select full training, it means you want us to learn from your documents. Uh, okay, and that's where the 10,000 minimum requirements, which is mm -hmm. highlighted right here, okay, will be applicable. If you don't have that many documents, you can actually select a dictionary only, as I mentioned, and we will show you the dictionary documents that is available in your project. In this case, this one right here, uh, okay. Uh, and then you can select that and train with it, right? Uh, going back to the full training, uh, super cool to know before you decide to train how much it will cost you. So if you select one file, it will basically, this particular one has 60 sentences and will cost you to 22 cent. And wow. if you select all the, the files, because you still need to meet, meet the minimum requirement. So mm -hmm. right now you ha we haven't met the minimum requirement. So I'm going to select all of them from here instead of just pick and choose. And that now I actually met the minimum requirement. We greened the bar for you to know that you're there. And this will cost me $236.23. If you have more data, the maximum that you will pay, it will be $300. That's the maximum that you will pay for a training. Some oh. customers actually, they have more than a million parallel sentences and we only charge them $300. 
uh, for that particular training. Okay. And then you basically say, if you click train now, it will go there and start training. I'm actually going to start this, but I'm not going to wait for it because I want to show you the cool things that we, the notification that we have for you. When you click, click train now, again, just to confirm, it will actually uh, kick off the training and it will tell you the different phases that you're going to go through. It will tell you that you submitted your training. Once everything is in our training facility, then we'll start the data processing. Then the next step, if it's successful, it will be the training. We will queue, it for, we'll queue your data for training. And if it's successful, uh, then we'll basically schedule it. And when it's done, we'll give you a notification that your model has been trained successfully. You can dismiss those notification. Mm -hmm. And you can, if any time you want to look at what's happening, you can actually click on that one and you see it. Or you can quit. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah, I, I really like seeing the price before you click because uh, we had tools, but they were all in different places. I'm glad it's in the, built into the tool now. Absolutely. And now, since I'm not actually going to wait for that, now you train it and we give you the signal that it is successful. So let's look at a, uh, a pre-trained model to look at the glorious information that is available to you. And um, uh, where are we? Okay, the model details. So this is a pre-trained model. We give you uh, just quickly information about the blue score, and I'll come back to this one to explain it in context for you. How many uh, training data we used? What were the tuning and testing which we extracted from the, the training data? Okay, so um, when you click on the the uh, the uh, the model itself, we give you the glorious data that you're looking for. This particular model is actually achieved um, uh, 8.34 blue points higher than our baseline. Let me explain what that means. Our baseline is actually the one that we pre-trained for you. Okay, mm -hmm. and the Blue score, this is your custom version of it with your own data, okay? And what we did, basically, we took the test set, which we don't touch except just to produce this number, and we balance it against our baseline, the one that you used, and against your custom version of it. And we'll give you an indication which one you really should deploy. In particular, this one is really an awesome model that you should deploy. Um, and, and when you see kind of like a, a, a two point, three point, um, uh, usually you would see about 10 points on average higher than the blue score. Again, subject to the language pair, you deploy that. And here we tell you basically how many hours it took to train it based on the data again. And we give you the unique endpoint. We call the category ID that uh, Krishna is going to show you how to use it uh, to actually start requesting translation after you de deploy, deploy the model. Okay. And if we are ready to publish it, like in this one right here, basically you say, yeah, I need to publish that. So you click on that one. And we tell you that no matter what, uh, the, every region that you select, we will charge you $10 per region per month. Okay. You can deploy the same model in the same region multiple times when you are iterating, it will still be worth $10. It's just for the entire month. And this is for deployment, uh, not for the usage, is it? Correct. This is for deployment to host your model because we still need to uh, 
uh, uh, like, uh, we bear cost to actually uh, deploy your model in our infrastructure, and we're charging you a minimum amount uh, to keep it running for you. But Christian is going to talk about once this one is deployed, mm -hmm. okay, and this is what you do it. In my case, I'm going to deploy it in North America. I could also select Europe or Asia, and I say publish. When it's published, and again, it will actually, uh, uh, it will tell you that it is being published. Once it's fully deployed and published, then Krishna is going to show you how to start using that uh, model in real time. Okay, that's different uh, when you request translation, it's different charges than what you see right here. These are one time, <clears throat> excuse me, training is one time cost when you train on the model and hosting is a monthly cost other than the real-time translation, okay? Uh, and the, the, and uh, once you deploy your model, you can even before that you deploy the model, you can actually go there to the test, to, to look at uh, your, your test data set and look at, if you click here, it will actually show you the, uh, the, uh, um, the um, uh, test set that we used and we give you something that is very quickly like, um, from the test set, you actually uh, can look at what was the reference and uh, your new model, how it translated, and our best model, how it translated. So that's just to give you an idea of what it looks like. Okay. Uh, okay. And finally, as I mentioned, you just published the model, which I have already started. Okay. So that's all to it, actually. Uh, once this is done, then you need to consume the model. And that's where uh, Krishna is going to basically uh, show you how to do that. That's great. Thank you. Uh, Krishna, can you show us how do we add the custom models to our product? Yeah. Uh, sure. So before I jump into that, um, I would like to reiterate um, a few things um, uh, as part of the show. Uh, so Mohammed mentioned about um, uh, you can provide the document in zip file or Word or PDF, and uh, we take care of it processing. Uh, mm -hmm. How we take care of it, uh, it's it's all automated. So it's totally eyes off from our side. We don't look in, we don't look into any of your data uh, through an automated process. It pa passes your zip file and passes your Word or PDF file and extracts the content from it, and it does the alignment. Everything is done automated without any human intervention or human picking into any of your data. So we we have a um, very stringent and secure about how we handle customer data um, during the deployment, during the development. And, and once the model is developed, as uh, Mohammed was mentioning, you will get a, a model ID. And um, that's where we uh, it's we use it. So the custom model built using the customer data or the general model built using the data what uh, Microsoft acquired from the web or uh, purchased uh, through licensing. Uh, all of them uh, could be used both uh, in the text translation as well as the uh, document translation API. And um, it's very simple to use. So all you do is, uh, in case of um, uh, while translating text, the model ID is passed as the value to the query uh, as uh, as a query parameter category. And likewise, while translating documents, uh, you provide the model ID uh, as in in the request body. The service would um, 
take this model ID and uh, automatically pick up uh, the respective custom model runtime during the translation and applies it. it it's that simple to uh, consume your model. This is great. And uh, I know that we can also consume it in a container with uh, just deploying, I mean, pushing our container with the same ID. Is that correct? Um, so uh, for speech, for example. Pardon? Uh, for um, text to speech, well, uh, text translation for speech. That was one of the things that I noticed. Is that true? Mm -hmm. uh, yes. So we do have a speech translation. So the speech translation could also uh, it could be used uh, through the speech SDK where you provide your um, model ID, whether it's a general or custom model, and then applies the uh, translation accordingly. So, so that is in, in built as part of the speech SDK. And we do have a container offering in public preview. It's, in, it's with a limited feature set. And um, uh, in this uh, in this show, we are not covering that in detail. Uh, we would find another ASO to cover about translator container. Thank you so much. It seems like it's very easy to use, and I'm really, really excited about this. Um, and can you tell us more about where people can go and find out? Uh, absolutely. So we do have a bunch of resources. So we would have we would add them as part of uh, the links in the. Uh, in the in the show, uh, so there's a uh, documentation where um, it's a single URL, easy to remember translator docs, where you can find out text translation, document translation, as well as the horrible custom models. And we do have a um, SDK in Python and .NET, and we have sample apps in the GitHub, uh, which could um, help you to translate um, on the go without doing any any development. You can just deploy the app and use it. And the nice uh, custom translator portal, which uh, Mohammed showed, and we have a great quick starts uh, in terms of um, code samples and uh, videos for you to uh, get onboarded uh, quickly end to end. And we do ex uh, have the translator service um, exposed to consumers through consumer app as uh, it's a Microsoft translator app. Uh, you can get it in Android, iOS, or um, in the in the internet uh, translate.microsoft.com thank you so much this was a lot of information and thanks for uh, showing us this new studio um before we go is there anything else that you would like to add um so as a closing note i would like i would like to mention uh, that the field of mission translation translation is evolving very rapidly and um, we are keeping in face uh, with it and continuously improving our quality of uh, mission translation models and um, uh, what you see uh, the level of quality a couple of years back and now there's a significant improvement so um, so uh, for some some people would have tried mission translation a few years back and given up for the scenario uh, I would I would urge them try it again, and the uh, field is <laughs> evolving, and you will find uh, it's it's getting closer to the uh, human um, translation quality. Uh, and now it's very easy to try it out without writing any code, which is great. Yep. Thank you, thank you, Mohammed, and thank you, Krishna, for joining us um, today. We talked about uh, Azure translation, and thank you for watching.